0: Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. I'm very excited to be back with you with another episode with my guest, Alana Pratt, who is an intimacy expert. Well, Alana, my friend, how are you? What is happening in your world today?
3: I am awesome. I like that you say Unbroken Nation. I wanted, like, you know how it's like the Bachelor Nation? I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, my, mine is the Heartmates Nation with the new mm. Heart So I love that you're saying that. It's great to see you again. Thanks for I being here. I love it. as well.
0: Oh, yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm super excited that we get to connect again. And you know what I think is really fascinating is just kind of looking at the scope of the world and the access to information we have and how amazingly powerful it is when we can come together to create change in the world. And I, you know, obviously, you and I, we had a really intense conversation. And, you know, I think that helps people. So I was like, shit, let's go. I can't wait to have you on. So Mm -hmm. for those who do not know you, tell us a little bit about you and how you got to where you are today.
3: Yeah, thank you. And thank you for saying my name right. It's Alana Banana, so you got it right. Uh, Alana Banana, small-town Canadian girl. So um did not set out to be an intimacy expert whatsoever. I set out to get on Uncle Phil's 18-wheeler semi from my small little hometown in Canada down to L.A. to make it uh, in Hollywood. And uh, I failed. But, uh, but I did get a job uh, dancing and modeling in Japan in my early 20s. And I rose to a lot of uh, success there. And so that then I married first husband, married second husband. And I was like, wow, the only one in common is me. Let's figure out what's really going on on the inside. So while in my career, I've had the blessing of interviewing you, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Alanis Morissette, my podcast, Intimate Conversations. Although I've written six books, and even though I've graduated cum laude from Columbia University when I lived in New York City, like a lot of things I'm I'm honestly really, really proud of, where I became an intimacy expert, Michael, was really about my own life journey, as I mentioned those, those two divorces. I remember with my second um, divorce, I had a, a son, I have a son, and at the time he was 13, and he came to our house, and this was after 12 years of the custody battle. I was in a quarter of a million dollars of legal debt. I'd lost the house, I'd lost the savings, but at least my son loved me, except that day he came to the house and he said, I'm, I'm going to live with dad, and don't call me. And there were no more tears left that day. I just crumpled. I remember it was a cold marble floor, and I just sat there. And I thought, you know, I've lost everything, but now I've lost every one that was important to me. And I told my staff, I go, okay, I need to have a nervous breakdown Friday through Sunday, and Monday through Thursday, I'll work, okay? So uh, go find me a cabin in the middle of the nowhere. I need to figure this out. I need to heal my heart. And by slowing down and feeling the feels, And really, as I say, intimacy, right? Intimacy expert developed an intimate relationship with myself. I realized that if I wanted appreciation on the outside, I better friggin' start appreciating myself on the inside. Mm. If I wanted this unconditional love on the outside, but I didn't love myself unconditionally on the inside, it was never going to happen. And so over time, uh, I would sit on this deck in the middle of nowhere and I would write down all my fears, Michael. You know, I'm a fraud. In the relationship realm, no one will ever want to work with me. Maybe I'll even die alone. Like I wrote them all down. And then slowly but surely I started to write, even though I may love, uh, die alone, I love and accept myself. And this became the first of many of my 10 Alana Pratt Method processes that I've developed to go beneath the chin. We all can read books and as amazing as our podcasts are, they still don't really, in my opinion, get under the hood to the deep level of trauma. That is unconscious that 95% of these wounds are stored in. A lot of us are bright, but we repeat the same patterns over and over. So I've studied and I've been trained. And now I have my Atlanta Pratt method processes that really go to the root of it all to change things for me, for my clients, um, and for my community. So I'm honored and privileged to be able to say, I'm out of debt. My son and I are reconnected. I have, uh, I have plenty of male attention. I do not have a husband at the time. I have plenty of male attention. And the main thing is I've, I'm really learning how to live with my heart open unapologetically in the face of rejection or even the risk of rejection. Some of us won't show up. And so when we can be free within ourselves, home and whole within ourselves, have that intimate relationship with ourselves, it's not just with ourselves. Something happens where we're aligned with the divine. We, we have intimacy with the divine. We have intimacy with our body our sexuality. We can hear, uh-huh, uh-uh. We can hear our intuition. We don't just think, we know. And and these these amazing skills have allowed me to be grateful for my journey, not uh, bitter about my journey, and uh, to be able to show up on on your show today. So thank you.
0: Hey, what's up, my friend? We'll be right back to the show. But I wanted to let you know about a brand new feature we are adding to the Think I'm Broken podcast, where I'm going to be answering your Questions. That's right. If you have a question about healing, trauma, overcoming, or becoming the hero of your own story, all you need to do is go to thinkunbrokenpodcast.com and click Ask Michael a Question, where you'll be able to leave up to a two minute voice note for me to answer any question about anything you have about life, your journey, and healing. So head over to thinkunbrokenpodcast.com, click Ask Michael a Question, and I will answer your question on a future episode of the Think Unbroken Podcast. And until then, my friend, be unbroken. Yeah. You know, the the first thing that came to mind is this really interesting reflection about this idea that sometime there's like this lead up to losing everything and everyone. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, oftentimes we don't pay attention until it's like right here in our face. And then it's like a baseball bat and you're like, oh, shit, hold on. Wait a second. Time out. One of the things I'm curious about is, you, you know, being in this situation where you're trying to figure out, cause I would have to imagine, I'm going to put words in your mouth and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I would have to imagine like there's some, even if it's just subtle awareness around this, right? You're like, okay, wait, something's off. Something doesn't feel right. What was it really that helped you actually be like, whoa, okay, hold on. This is actually really happening. I need to take a step back and look at my life.
3: Yeah. So for me, when I said I'd lost everyone and everything, I needed to get out of the rat race. Like I was so good at being three steps ahead of everyone just to be safe, anything to be safe, look good, get it right, be safe, that I needed to take myself out of that environment when I went to that you know, cabin in the middle of nowhere. And I went, wow, you know, the real one that I've lost is me. Mm. And then I call it this little you work. It's not just enough to do a little inner child work and go inside your heart and say, okay, little wounded one, let's let's get out of here. Let's be happy. Let's be whatever. That doesn't work.
0: That doesn't work. We're
3: only judging that part of you saying, you know you shouldn't be wrong, or I'm sorry, you shouldn't be scared. that's wrong. You shouldn't be sad, that's wrong. You shouldn't be shame, that's wrong. No, there's nothing wrong with any part of us at all. And when I started to go inside, Michael, and say to that little Alana, "You know what? If you're ashamed forever and you never change ever, I love and accept you." like literally imagining in my mind's eye, going inside the dark doors of my heart, throwing out the key and being willing to love myself without condition, unconditionally, forever, even if that part never changed. That means I unconditionally loved that part. And I hadn't before. I always had an agenda. We always needed to change in order to get something in order, in order, in order. When I finally surrendered, There was a homecoming that I'd never experienced before, a sense of grace, a sense of direct experience where the floor fell out. There was no gravity. And I was like, holy shitters, I'm one with all. And then I had the insight and it's always been this way. And I'm the only one that's leaving this sense of self. And I'm in charge then, maybe not of controlling anyone or anything on the outside, right? But I am in charge of this relationship of intimacy with myself. I can influence that. And that was the big moment.
0: Do you think that, you said a word that I I really clung on to there for a second, this word safe. And Mm -hmm. I think that many of, I know, I'll rephrase that. I know that many of us put up walls. We become overachievers. We do anything that it takes to try to be safe, quote unquote, if you're not watching on YouTube. And the reason why we do that is because we think that that is the mechanism for in which we will feel whole. And then you come slowly to discover if you are lucky enough, even though it may be through unfortunate circumstances, you come to discover like, that's not what wholeness is. Do you think that this idea of being safe was kind of that I think about gaps, right? So here's where you are. This is your life and your experience. Over here is ultimately where you land, but there's that gap. And was that gap for you about safety? Was that about self love? Was that about learning how to love yourself? Like, what was the difference between, okay, here I am right now, everything feels a little bit rough and disheveled, to I recognize that I can be at one, love myself, be at peace, and find safety within myself? Like, how did you bridge that gap?
3: Yeah, brilliant question, because I was miswired, as I'm sure a lot of people are, where safety was outside in, worth was outside in, approval was outside in, and I was going to do any song and dance I needed to get something from you to feel okay on the inside. And then once I got it, I got to keep it. So manipulation, people pleaser, say yes when I mean no, like whatever it would take, because my source of worth and safety were on the outside. So when I began to wire myself properly from the inside out, I started to learn to have my own back on the inside. So my safety came from the inside. I began to approve of myself, whether I was a friggin' hot mess, or I landed a great new client or a great new podcast or whatever it was. I uncollapsed worth and accomplishment. They were collapsed in the beginning. Like I was good enough if, so if something happened on the outside. But when I uncollapsed those, I am that I am. That's the end of the sentence and the size of my ass, the size of my bank account, whether I have a man or not, all of those things, they come and go. And I still strive and I still have a lot of drive, but I don't define my good enough uh, from those anymore, nor do I define my safety from that approval anymore. But Michael, it's taken so much inner work to get all the way back because I'm super bright, cum laude graduate, Ivy League, super bright. I didn't do shit. It was only when I was willing to get into my feelings, my body sensations, surrender my mind, and go all the way back to that trauma and literally recapitulate what happened through a surrendered state of allowing myself to witness myself so scared, so traumatized. My dad and I are are great now, but he was drunk and stoned. Growing up, I was terrified. And so by recapitulating, not thinking it through with my mind, literally watching my body go through those experiences and witness little Alana and go all the way through to how hopeless and terrified she was and how angry. How dare you? You're supposed to be my protector. Why are you my abuser? All the way through to that hypervigilance and anxiety that was always there since I can remember all the way back to zero by witnessing myself, honoring myself, not fixing or changing myself, having compassion with myself and not blaming myself anymore for everything that was happening on the outside, had compassion for them, compassion for me, forgiveness for all, homecoming and oneness, and not a happy. I'm so metaphysically like focus on the love and the light all the time. Nothing's wrong with love and light, but it's not the whole picture. I don't want to do sprinkles on top of the ice cream cone of shit. I want to come home all the way to true peace beyond words that have nothing to do with circumstances, home within myself. And it's, it's taken a lot of bravery. And I'm very proud of myself and the relationship that I have with my dad right now. And the, the nourishment, the fulfillment comes that I can now give it to clients, all the work that I've done in a far less amount of time than it, than it took me.
0: Yeah, I love that. And that's so much of my experience as well. it's like, you know, when I'm coaching people, we get to circumvent all this shit that I like you get to save so much time, effort, energy, and money, it's not even funny. That'd be a great t-shirt, by the way. Anyway, like I think about, you know, you said something like I'm I'm just like, yes, like this, there is something fascinating to me about the world of spirituality right now, the world of wholeness and oneness, this whole other aspect that we're starting to have an awareness where people are like. I think they're disillusioned by the reality that it's not always fucking sunshine and rainbows. Uh-huh. And you made a great point. It's like, why would you put sprinkles on an ice cream cone of shit, which is a <laughs> hilarious analogy. And, and I think about that all the time. It's like, that's not true. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days and you're going to have in between days, but that yeah. too shall pass. Those things do not always have to be there. Cause you know what, what I, what I wonder if, Through your experience to graduate cum laude from an Ivy League school, you must have felt on top of the world. And then I would assume within a few days, you're kind of like, oh, that's now past. We are in this other phase of life. How do you navigate? Let me context the question first. I think about life being very linear. Here's your start, here's your finish, and that is this human life we're in right now. If you believe other things like whatever, I don't know. That's not for me to decide. But I do know from start to finish, it is linear, but the journey is all these ups, all of these downs, these crevices, these peaks, these valleys, and everything in between. So how do you navigate the emotional relationship with yourself And now having been in this place of understanding wholeness and oneness and self-love when like some days it's a fucking shit ice cream and some days it's chocolate cake?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well said. One of the things that has set me free, Michael, is the understanding that there is detriments to too much pleasure and there's benefits to pain. I used to always be clamoring for more, for more of the rainbows and bunny rabbits. And I was pushing away anything that smelled like shame or fear or mad or sad, but now I'm more, I guess we could call it balanced, equilibrated. I see the the beauty and the blessing of it all. And so it allows me to stay more in alignment. So something like heartbreak with a lot of us go through, it's like something bad, something wrong, something to get over so I can be happy again. Well, that actually perpetuates the problem. And it allows people to manipulate you. And it doesn't allow us to cultivate the capacity to navigate challenges and see the benefit in the conflict in the relationship. See what is
0: that? Let me me pause you real quick. What Mm -hmm. is it that perpetuates the problem?
3: Resisting pain and clamoring for pain. Got it. That That perpetuates the roller coaster. That perpetuates the addictions. That perpetuates the fakey fake. That perpetuates, oh my God, anything that smells of, of, of challenge, obstacle, or, or is bad and wrong. I need to break up with you and find somebody else. Quick, you know, I'll swipe right and I'll get somebody else, right? So, but what if heartbreak wasn't wrong? What if pain wasn't bad? What if we aren't bad either when we're ashamed? What if it's something to lean into and evolve and learn and grow from? So you don't leave your partner as soon as things get get a little wobbly. You learn how to get more grounded, open your heart, get curious, stay present, have your own back because you've done your little you work, right? You've learned how to stay coherent and with your heart open so the best of your brain and your intuition stays on. And you literally see this as an invitation to grow closer to yourself, to your partner and grow the relationship. So it's not like it's all about me. And if you don't agree with me, I'm out of here. And it's not even about the typical we Like you complete me right not like that but no what if two not perfect but whole people could come together and it's not one and one is two it's one and one is infinity because i'm going to awaken the best in you a dormant quality and you're going to awaken the best in me something inside of me that just can be one and one is infinity because we're not going to judge either is wrong we're not going to judge fear is wrong we're not going to judge shame is wrong We're not going to clamor and say, you know, it's, I need to be happy every single day. And I need to have 10 orgasms every time we ever have sex. Like, come on. If it's all rich, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, then you can resist nothing, allow all. And that's a beautiful definition of enlightenment right there.
0: Yeah. And I, I think about this idea literally every single day, that we are having a human experience. None of us know what the fuck we're doing. I've never once woke up and been like, I know how to do everything all the time that it is that will make my life. It doesn't work that way. And and I think often we live as as much as it pains me to say it we live in a throwaway culture right now especially when it comes to dating like i yeah. don't fuck with dating apps I, I did once upon a time and no more because i'm like this is toxic this is poisonous to judge someone at face value as opposed to at heart value doesn't make any sense because guess what there are a lot of beautiful people who are not that healed inside and there's a lot of healed people who are not that beautiful on the outside and it's all subjective and it's all objective and nobody knows what the fuck we're doing and sort mm-hmm. of sit here and be like like, oh, I don't like this person because of a profile online that you couldn't possibly consume with a reasonable knowledge of the other human being. Does it make sense to me? And yet here we are looking at the world through this scope of everybody expects perfection all the time, and it's just not true. And so for people who are, and let's not even just keep it in dating, but people who are in relationships or they're married or they are dating or even interpersonal relationships, how do you navigate that space of giving people the space to fuck up?
3: Yeah, well, if you can't give yourself that space, there's no hope in hell. You can never give it to another. So I remember back when uh, the pandemic hit, uh, I'd been doing this work for 20 years and people would fall in love in my programs because they showed up to become the one, to find the one, which in the end gives you the capacity, the skills to keep the one. And they said, okay, Lana, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. And I literally, I don't know about you, Michael, sometimes I have a good idea in my mind, but there's other times I'm literally pulled by spirit to do something. And I'm like, normally it's batshit crazy. But I heard hit, you need to start your own app. Because in my opinion, dating apps are designed to keep people single because they make money when you fail at love. Think of the business plan. And so I said to my mentors, okay, I'm going to create the world's first partnering app where we're going to lead with becoming the one. Intimacy training. We have live weekly conscious connection calls. We show up to speak authentically and listen profoundly. And then we'll also in this trinity. So the live calls where we practice that, the digital intimacy curriculum, because we need to to heal the past. We need to learn how to stay connected to little you. We need to rewire ourselves from the inside out, not the outside. And we have a lot of work to do to become the one. And then we'll also have everybody who's dating on this app. There are going to be people that do the work, who see the work as this lifelong journey. The journey is the destination. It's not find the one and then I'm good enough. Like, no, we don't want to attract those kind of people. And so people meet as friends, as allies, vulnerable. They grow together. They evolve together. They become the one together. And then lo and behold, of course, your vibration rises. You're being authentic because you're not attached to the result. And so you meet a very aligned partner. But let me tell you, as soon as you get into that relationship, they're going to trigger another whole cycle of wounds. And we don't want to throw them away like a, like a commodity. Again, so we're, tre- we're training the skills so that you can keep the one and thrive with the one over time. So it's called heartmates, as I said before, because I really believe, as, as you brilliantly you said, we want to get to know somebody from the heart, not from the outside in, but from the inside out. And I'm really proud, although the dating portion is in, uh, in beta, we have a huge community that meets every Thursday or Friday for these conscious connection calls. And one of the most surprising things, like I know these kind of communications work, one of the rules is, you're asked a question. You're broken out into little groups. You're asked a question. You answer. And the other person only says, thank you. So you know you're not going to get interrupted, justified excuses. You know they're not going to go, yeah, well, boy, and me, I did. They're going to just get you for you. And one of the deepest human needs is to be seen and understood for exactly who we are. And one of our best skills to learn is to shut the fuck up. And Lewis, warmly, without being three steps ahead, trying to look good, be right, just get each other. And so I thought that this skill, which it does really improve relationships, it improves people with whether they're in relationship or dating. But here's what I didn't know. And I've and i and I've studied this, but I needed the proof. When I talked to all my members and I go, so how can I improve this for you? Um, they said, Alana, we want you to know that I'm learning more about myself through these questions because I never get a chance to be fully heard. Communication is a two-way street. So we 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 speak, but unless someone hears us, receives us without interruption or judgment, the communication is not complete. It stays spinning in your head. How many times have you been infuriated when someone's not listening? All that content stays in your head. But when you're heard, the content is complete. So the new truth can arise out of nothing, out of your heart, out of your gut, out of your soul. So people are sharing with me, Alana, I'm getting to know more about who I am in these, we call them dyads, in these communication calls. And that's allowing me to have clearer values and be able to see red flags better and to know who I am and what I deserve. So anyways, long story short, you're totally right. I'm really excited about this partnering app that I'm developing because I think it's gonna change the tide of people that are on the conscious path that are frustrated with dating apps. Where do I find someone who's willing to sit in the fire, keep their heart open and stay present with me because I'm interested in a long-term thriving relationship that grows deeper over time.
0: Yeah, and and I think what's really interesting about that too is you said, become the one to find the one. And if you get, I go look and measure my mentors, the people who have spoken most highly into my life, who I work with and am am coached by. And they always say the same thing. If you want to be, find an amazing partner, be someone who is worthy of an amazing partner. Uh And it's like, and that's so true. But one of the things, and I think obviously it it would be a miss not to talk about is understanding the impact of trauma on that because Mm -hmm. realistically, and I don't know if this might've, Held true for you. But for myself, I realized like one of the things that became a border, or what I would call a wall, would be probably a better way to phrase it, between where I was and where I wanted to go is like recognizing that my trauma made me be hyper independent. And the only way that you move through that is by sitting and doing the work and by recognizing like, fuck, maybe it's OK if people are safe and kind and the world's not as bad as you think it is. And guess what? You're not either. So it's fucking fine. And so maybe if you let go for 38 seconds, you might find something out about the world that changes your opinion. And, and for me, that required like massive work. Like, I mean, quarter of a million dollars, 10,000 hours. I did the thing. Right. And, and I fear that what i what i would love for people to avoid is having to find out the hard way what it takes to do that part of me thinks like you have to like you have to get to that place where it's like shit i did it again okay Fucking pause timeout. Let me reframe. Let me go through and do what I need to do. But if there were a way to circumvent what I will call that level of investment, what would it be? What would it look like? And if that is even possible, what is something someone could execute like in real time, knowing that they have a traumatic experience, but they want to connect more intimately with people?
3: Thank you. So I've studied for 20 years. I've put them all together into 10 Alana Prep method processes. They include everything beneath the chin that we need. I can't see my own blind spot. I can't hold space for myself and be the banks of the river and the river at the same time. But these processes deal with quantum psychology, spiritual technology, stomatic embodiment, everything that we wish we could just have the take the pill, right? Just figure it out in our mind. It doesn't work that way. So you need to find... um processes from me or other people that will help you get into the subconscious and unconscious realms. And just 10 more affirmations, no offense, is not going to change this. We can't do more sprinkles on top of the ice cream cone of shit as we've already displayed. But something, Mike, I think I really want the listeners to be, um, I want to be vulnerable with you and the listeners as well. So I've been at this for 20 years. I'm you know, I'm in my 50s. And I, I've saved a lot of Marriages, I've I've created a lot of people meeting each other and falling in love, and my processes work, and I'm very very proud of that. And not but and my last relationship for the first time was physically abusive, and there's still criminal court coming up by the time we we air this interview. And the shame, Michael, that who am I? I I'm this you know inspiration, and I help people create all these results, and I still fucked up again. And this time, for the first time ever, physical abuse as well. The verbal was quite regular. That, that one was true. But I'm like, what have I done? And so I'm a continual student. In fact, the more I know, the more I discover I don't know. And so I kept learning and kept learning. And what I discovered was if I could see it, level three trauma, two trauma, one trauma, I could get people back to zero, even including myself, self-processing. But what I couldn't see is my own blind spot. I'm able to see others, but not my own. And what I found was level four trauma is numb, no emotion, cold, dead. I couldn't see it, couldn't smell it, so I couldn't go all the way to the core. And what I discovered in level four trauma is you're stuck. Level three trauma, you can see the past, the present, the future. You can think of a way out. You've got choice and perspective. Level four, you've given up. The cheetah is eating the gazelle. You're dying. You give up. And you stay hypervigilant because it's the only world you know. I'm going to get better at mastering my abuser. I'm going to master surviving my abuser. It's the only lane you're in. And so the the chin up, cum laude graduate, I got my thing together, I'm going to choose a great partner. But 95% of me was still in this trauma loop, looking for the next abuser to get better at surviving.
0: To the free event, watch it live with us this December. It'll be myself speaking along with amazing human beings like. Anthony Trucks, Jamie Bronstein, Leslie Logan, and a special interview that I'm doing with Dr. Gabor Mate that has never before been released. So come and join us, myunbrokenlife.com. All you have to do is put in your email. We'll send you over the registration. You'll be able to come and join us, watch live. And then if you want access to the recordings or more information there for you to keep them forever. But in the meantime, go sign up. Block it off on your calendar. This is going to be a transformational experience that you do not want to miss. Head over to myunbrokenlife.com to register for free. Until next time, be unbroken.
3: And as I had a facilitator take me through from not level three, two, one, zero, four to three, to two, to one, to zero, I said, oh my God, because I watched my body do it. It wasn't my brain. And I have a very smart brain. I watched my body recapitulate trauma an abuse that was just devastating to witness but she helped me get all the way through back and it allowed me to forgive myself of why i attracted that physical abuse and verbal abuse again it's allowed me to stop the pattern of doing it again it's given me an even deeper level of self compassion and self love and home and now my capacity cuz now it's not a blind spot anymore i can see when they go numb when they can't feel their emotions what's really going on. Now I can help them get back. So I, even after 20 years, I'm even getting better at what I can facilitate because I will still never give up until I'm home on the inside and I can help as many people on the outside get home as well.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. And I appreciate your vulnerability. And I, you know, I think about this all the time. It's like a decade into this for myself and coach thousands of people and almost a million people listening to this show. And it's kind of like, yeah, but I still fuck up too. You know what I mean? I still have a coach and I still have mentors. I still have therapists because I'm like forest for the trees and and people, I know somebody right now has turned off this episode because they're like, oh, how can she help people? She can't help yourself. And I'm like, you know, but the reality of life is again, coming back to the human experience, we're figuring out all this shit in real time. And if we come from traumatic backgrounds, one of the things that we're denied is access to that information at a younger age and a safer capacity. Yeah. And so we figure it out now and there's so much more on the line. And you're like, fuck, I got kids, I got career, I got this, I got that. And you're like, even still, we're always trying to figure out who we are. What have you discovered? And especially in, let's call it the last couple of years, that has become foundational for what you think the journey of the future is going to be for you?
3: For me personally, my company, yeah.
0: For you personally.
3: For me personally, I'm really proud of myself that I've never given up. I'm really proud of myself for the bravery it takes to be vulnerable. I'm really proud that I'm one of these leaders out there that doesn't pretend I'm like perfect. And, and I believe that's the, the future of where we're going in personal growth is we're going to trust the transparent ones. We're going to question the ones that are, that are all perfect. And always looking to the love and the light, like cause it's not real. It's not scientifically factual. And, and so I'm, I'm personally looking for Well, I already create great results because I can see others' blind spots, can't see my own. And I'm really grateful to be able to pass these lessons on at a deeper level for people, and and even though I'm super smart, it was the body that took me home, not not the mind. It was the emotions and feeling that took me home, not the spiritual bypassing and the better attitude. And so I've I i do not think I mentioned this, but I was a dancer since I was like five years old, and so I knew at a young age what it what the path uh, home, and and it's now it's been you know 50 years later. And it's still the path home. It's not mind-spirit. It's body-mind-spirit. And if we can honor all equally, that to me is the path of home. And I'm very, very proud to no longer be ashamed of my journey. And that way I can be that beacon for others to be real with me and to share the unspeakable. Because they will not be judged. And that if we shame the shame, it's going to take us even longer but if we can be in a safe place and then a safe community the beautiful community i have of clients where we all show up and we grow exponentially not just the the scientific lifting of vibration together but a real community that has your back bunch of the bunch of black sheep we're all of the black sheep together hanging out um, yeah totally I'm proud. I,
0: I I love that, and, and community is everything. But more importantly, the right community is everything. And a community through authenticity. Well, one of my friends, Gary Brecka, who I'd argue is the smartest person I've ever met in my entire life, he he told me something that changed the way I think about everything. He goes, "Authenticity is the highest vibrating frequency known to man, and that's mm-hmm. the same reason why when we're in connection with people, like you feel it, right? <laughs> like how many times have you been like?" A week later, six weeks later, a month later, you're like, oh, why didn't I trust my gut, right? You're like, ah, I knew it. You never in one time in your life have ever fucking said, why didn't I trust my brain? Because it does start with our body. It starts here first and like paying attention to that and not denying it, right? And so as we move forward and as we look at it, as we build our lives, as we build this thing where we can become the one to find the one, what does it look like? Paint me a picture, what is intimacy? Because so many people, and this is because we live in this pornified society, people go, oh, intimacy is sex and fucking. And I'm like, no, it's not. But what does it look like? Paint is a picture top to bottom, explain intimacy.
3: To me, there's very many definitions. And I think fucking is one of them. Uh, my definition is a way of being where we're honest, as you said, authentic, transparent, vulnerable, raw, heart open at uh, walls down with ourself. It's not possible to give that gift to another if you haven't first given it to yourself. And so it's the ability that when you're sad, you be with yourself. When you're ashamed, you be with yourself. When you're really orgasmally alive, you be with yourself. Like the whole kit and caboodle, the, the wobbly parts and the triumphant parts, you're just going to be deeply connected moment to moment with yourself without the need to fix or change and just connect. When we can be that, we can simultaneously, it's almost like this Shazam that happens. When you finally come home to all yourself and you resist nothing and you allow all, it's a oneness moment with the universe. Because in my opinion, the universe doesn't have opinions. If it says, I suck, it says, oh, and so it is. It's a figure eight loop. It's going to give you back what you put out. It, it probably would love if it, if it could support you in, in believing you're, you're better than you think you are. But it's a free will, will universe. So if you put out, I suck, and so it is, or I'm worthy, and so it is. So you have this oneness with the universe that occurs as a direct reflection of your internal relationship. And the experience is, wow, the accomplishment, the outside world hasn't changed much. There's still a little debt over there. My ass is still that size. You know, whatever it is. Then you wake up and you're like, but I'm enough. I'm enough as I am. Yes, I still choose to go to the gym. Yes, I still choose to learn how to be a better manager of my money but not in order to be good enough. I'm already enough. It's an inspiration from love, not a motivation from fear. And that is a different paradigm. So life starts to become joyful just because you're alive. There's a peace in your skin. And then you start to get a little sassy, a little sexy. Then you're like, okay, universe, what you got for me today? Because you're no longer terrified of what you can't control because you've got your back. You start to be able to be a little more sexy and sassy and joyful and and risk, but you simultaneously have this sense of because your heart is open, because you're intimate with yourself, you can hear your intuition. You can hear, aha, uh-huh, aha, uh-uh, the gut, as you mentioned a moment before. So you start making better decisions. And you also stay in the best part of your brain, which is more creative and abstract thinking as opposed to. Kill them before they kill me. Fight, flight, freeze, right? So you start to make better decisions and life starts to be more joyful and you have more success. Not that you need it anymore to be good enough, but just because it's fucking fun to be successful and generous and make an impact on the planet. And then that's a vibration too. So you're going to start to attract a community that's like-minded and you're going to start to run into people, whether it's on HeartMate's partnering app or at the freaking grocery store, who are your people. You don't have to try. I would say you need to intend, right? Put it out there but not be attached, because that's going to push it away faster than anything. And then all of a sudden, by this willingness to have an intimate relationship with yourself, you and your body lost that extra 10. You didn't try, but you weren't at war with your body. You listened, hey, let's have a salad rather than another. I love fish and chips and beer, but whatever. Not every Right. <laughs> okay. So everything, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, vocational, financial, social, parental, romantic, sexual, all of a sudden every part of your life, because how you do anything is how you do everything starts to up level yes you need to show up every day but not with attachment and then you know within a reasonable amount of time life is looking pretty good and while I don't hope anybody dies tonight if you did you could look back and you don't have the regrets you know you lived a full life you made a difference being you
0: yeah and that's the only way you can do it and I, I think about this all the time, I, I rewind my life, I look at it 12 years ago and everything prior, and sure I was young, err, but I think to myself like, without the willingness to step into the fear and discomfort of becoming the person that I am today, while simultaneously knowing that I am not yet the person that I will be, I've mm-hmm. been able to transform and change my life in the lives of thousands of people around the world. And not everyone is going to change everyone's life, but like what's here? What's really fascinating, the more that you are in yourself and paying attention, the more that you understand that people are watching you, that you effectively are a leader all the time to your kids, to your community, to your employees, to your coworkers, to your family, to your church. Like everyone is watching all the time. Now, not everyone who is watching is going to absorb that, but some people are. And I think one of the really scary aspects of like, Having to reconcile who you were versus who you can be and who you will be is letting go of the expectation that you weren't enough previously yeah. because you actually were. You just yeah. didn't give yourself the fucking space to sit in it. And and one of my biggest hopes for people is that they recognize that like – When you change your relationship with time and death, it'll change the way that you show up in the world because guess what? It's inevitable. Ain't nobody getting out of this shit alive. Hate to break it to you. And and the deepest fear that I have is dying with regret. And for me, that's about leading a life that is not mine. But a lot of so many people, Alana, excuse me, so many people have a, a massive fear about this idea of being themselves they've mm-hmm. only ever felt shame and judgment and ridicule and ostracized and everyone else telling them who they should be or who they can't be. And this is embedded in them. And now it has become who they are. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you get out of that? Cause like they're listening. They're like, I want intimacy. I want love. I want to vibrate in all these frequencies and be a great parent and lover and have great finances, blah, 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 blah. But I'm terrified.
3: Mm-hmm. What do they do? You sit with yourself in the fear. That's what you do. You feel your feelings and you don't leave your side. One thing you said a moment ago before I forget, um, to, to truly make a difference on this planet, all you need to do is be present to another. That's it. That is the biggest gift I think we could ever give anyone. But we can't give that to another if we don't give it to ourselves. So we be present with the part of ourselves that's scared shitless. And then we begin to acknowledge, well, maybe first apologize. I'm so sorry that I haven't sat here in the fire with you. And I've made you wrong. And I've avoided you. And I've gone on Facebook and porn. And I've done all these other things. That I've, I'm sorry because you were already scared. And then I avoided you on top of it. Please forgive me. I really thought I was helping. I really did. I, I'm not like evil. But I didn't know that all you needed was for me to be with you and give you a hug. And let you know that you have every right to feel the way you're feeling. And I'm going to let go of my strategies. I'm going to throw out the key. I'm going to lock the door. I'm going to sit with you forever and eternity, if that's how long it takes. I will not ever leave you again. And I might not be perfect in how I listen. I might not be perfect in anything, but I, I got your back now. We're one now. We're a team now. I'm your ally now. If you mean it, and it's not a strategy to get them out. If you really mean it, and you really fucking throw that key away, a moment of grace will happen because that part of you has been waiting for you not the money, not the guy, not the gal, not the whatever. It's waiting for you to come back to you and reparent you and acknowledge they have every right to feel that way. That being heard on the inside creates communion, union, oneness. And for me, anyways, there's a lot of little Alanas in there that I had to be with. And I still be with whoever shows up next and bring her home. And these moments of grace come faster and faster and and stronger and stronger, and and they build a momentum like a snowball, and, and the downs aren't down as long, and the highs aren't uh, egoic as much, right? The, I'm, I'm, I'm in the center. But if where you're starting is I don't even know how to begin, then tonight you light a candle, and you sit in the dark, and you find that little you. And they might be in the corner with their arms crossed and don't want anything to do with you. It's okay. They have every right to be skeptical. Maybe you've been an asshole for a couple decades. They'll acknowledge that. You know, you have every right to be spectacled. I'm going to prove it to you. I mean this. There is no greater fundamental building block of your self-realization than your willingness to sit in the fire and love your sad self, mad self, ashamed self, terrified self, whatever self, as they are, even if they never change forever. That commitment, I promise you, is harder than you're ever going to think, but is more rewarding and the fuel for everything you want to. You want to create because that's love itself in, as, and through you. That's God, the universe itself in, as, and through you. That's how, that's how it works. The inside creates the outside always have and always will.
0: Yeah, it does. And, and at first there's hesitation, there's resonance. There's a feeling. I I love what you said, like, is this person serious? Is this fraudulent? Or what are you trying to get over on me? Right. Work. and And I think that's natural. like when i when I first stepped into this journey for myself and I had one of the deepest and most profound like intimate like reparenting child loving self moments, it was like, kicking down a fucking door. Right. But I was like, I'm getting in this motherfucker one way or another. And it just took a long time and it took a long time. And in that time, like I just learned so many things about grace and patience and acceptance and recognizing in the same way that you can sit in your happiness, which is so much easier. I think we both can agree. You can sit in your sad and your hurt and your, all Mm -hmm. the other things that come along that come along with that if you're willing to let go of what I think is one important aspect of this, this idea of if slash when something happens, I will be worthy. If you can let go of that and recognize like in this moment, it's never too late yeah. to love yourself right now.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Really, really, really well said. And letting go of the in order to's inside out, not outside in. Absolutely. But there's something also so really beautiful, beautiful about what you said. If you're willing to sit with yourself, the patience of eternity will give you an instant result, but the impatient will prolong your suffering forever. So I mean, I mean, really, it maybe it's morbid, but what if you never meet the one, you never make the millions, you never get the bestseller, you never, 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 and you're all in the, the biggest thing you could ever accomplish is hi, I'm not gonna leave you again, and I'm not gonna judge you again, and I'm gonna honor you as you are, exactly as you are. And if you can do that on the outside, I promise you, you're going to meet people, friends, clients, and a beloved who will as well. Scientifically, it's impossible to have someone love all of you, warts and all, unless you do. It's not a vibrational match. It's not possible. So I promise you, if you'd be willing to really look through the eyes of the divine at yourself, you wouldn't judge yourself. If you look through the eyes of God and the goddess at your hot mess self, you'd wipe yourself off and give yourself a noogie noogie and a snuggle. Come here, right? You'd you'd really adore yourself and be proud of your bravery and your persistence. Like you're so amazing. What's it going to take to look at ourselves through these eyes? Because when we do and we let go of everything that the universe or society wants us to do to finally be good enough, there is nothing greater. There is nothing greater. And then when you walk out into the world like that, it's called that it factor. People are like, what is it about that person? And you're kind and you're patient and you have firm, healthy boundaries. And you're like, you're just your best self. And it will attract your ideal life because you are your authentic self.
0: Yeah, totally agree. And, And the most important thing always and forever, and this is simply one man's opinion, is the way that you feel about yourself when you look in that mirror. And if you can get to that place where you can love that reflection, no matter what, and especially in understanding that we're all going to get old and wrinkly, then you are going to find an amazing sense of freedom, the ability to connect with people, and to find this thing that we're talking about called intimacy. My friend, this has been an amazing conversation. Before I ask you my last question, can you please tell everyone where they can find you?
3: Yeah, my name, AlanaPratt.com. There's lots of complimentary gifts there for everyone. So I won't go through all of them. Just know it's a plethora of uh, resources for you. And also my podcast, Intimate Conversations, for a very intimate, beautiful, deep conversation with Michael as well.
0: Yes. And of course, we'll put the links in the audience for the Unbroken Nation. My last question for you, my friend. What does it mean to you to be unbroken?
3: Mm. It's the ability, warts and all, to make love with life make love with the universe and just show up and say, have your way with me life. This is me. I'm a little hot mess over here and I'm pretty amazing at this. Let's do this thing called life. That is uh, yeah, that's our birth rate. That's our birth rate. It makes every day delicious.
0: Mm, brilliantly said, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken i'll see you hey unbroken nation we'll be right back to the show but i wanted to let you know that you can grab a copy of my first book think unbroken think unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken.
2: When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.